I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I found in my own life I gain even more from these inspired sermons when I study them in greater depth. The basic pattern is to identify the fundamental doctrine or principle that's being taught. Find any invitations associated with and related to that doctrine or principle. And then also recognizing the promised blessings if we act in accordance with that invitation. Welcome to Words of the Prophets, a podcast where we discuss the latest talks from the General Conference of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Todd, and today I have with me my daughter, Aaliyah. How are you today, Aaliyah? I'm very good. Good. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm still just reveling in the fact that you get to record with us. Um, it's, it's nice to have you home <laughs> still. Yep. Tell me what invitations you've been working on. Well... The first talk of this conference talked about the Book of Mormon and um, studying it and especially how it can help us come closer to Christ. So in my most recent start of the Book of Mormon, um, I'm just highlighting things that testify or point to Jesus Christ. And then I'm kind of like writing over in a darker pen all of the names of Christ that I find. And so... Basically, all I'm doing this time around is is basically centering my study on Christ as much as I possibly can. Um, and lo and behold, the Book of Mormon does, in fact, teach us about Jesus Christ. So he was right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I am writing, or I'm tagging names. So when we're both done, we should do a, a comparison, have a discussion. Mm-hmm. So nice. awesome. Well, we also have with us today our resident spiritual power couple, Rivka and Burke. Um, that's going to be my new intro because I, I just, love it so much. I it's feel so like true. We vote that one off the island. I think we should <laughs> just come up with something else. Uh, so good. Well, Rivka, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing good. great. Yeah. Any Any invitations to update us on? Um, the one that I did this week actually comes from this talk we're about to discuss. So I'll just talk about it when we discuss it. How about that? Okay, great. Awesome. And Burke, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm just sitting here feeling eminently (laughs) powerful, spiritually. (laughs) Uh, I I love it. Burke may run from that, but I'm just going to embrace it. So (laughs) yeah. Burke is a master of voices, and we just challenged him to do a whole podcast in the voice of Crush the Turtle. So Probably probably will not do the whole podcast that way because I don't think it would be conducive to the spirit. It would not. We'd be laughing the whole time. So, But it would be righteous. (laughs) Being righteous is conducive to the spirit. I feel like we should just yeah. say, everybody, welcome to a little snippet of our like pre and post game discussions yes, with their recording. Right. Yeah, this is what it's like when we're not recording. Uh, so good. And also, I'm about to get asked about the invitations I'm working on. They continue yep. to be the same same ones. I'm working on ministering, baby steps, and writing down impressions that I receive in sacrament meeting. And I continue to go forward with those things. And if something Great. big and fun happens, I'll let you all know. But so far, awesome. Anyway. 
Thank you very much. And I have similar updates, uh, nothing new to report. So I'm just continuing to plug away. All right. Well, then let's go to our talk, Trusting the Doctrine of Christ by Elder Evan A. Schmutz. Schmutz? Anyone know how to say that? I, I didn't listen to it, so I didn't hear how his name was read when it was announced. But anyways, uh, let's go on. And we we had a discussion recently about the doctrine of Christ. And, and Rivka and I had a brief exchange about, well, how would, you know, what what is the doctrine of Christ? And what did we say? How would that bring you joy or something? I can't remember exactly toward the end of one of our podcasts. And here we have a whole yeah. talk about the doctrine of Christ. So I, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Um, so Rivka, yeah, let's start with you today. What what was your fundamental doctrine here? Okay, well, it's, um, I don't know that this was intended to be that. It's also my invitation, which I'm pretty sure it also was not intended to be. But okay, this is how it works when the spirit starts working on you. <laughs> right at the beginning of the talk, he says, Nephi's treatise on the doctrine of Christ is a treasure to those who feast upon it. And that line really um i almost felt like a challenge that was sinking into my soul as i as i studied this talk this week so the uh unintended or maybe subtle invitation there was feast on the on the treatise of the doctrine of christ that nephi wrote in second nephi 31 that's that's the reference he's talking about which i did this week and Ooh. had a phenomenally interesting and good experience. It it led me places I had not anticipated when I started. So, um, tell us more. <laughs> oh, uh, you should see my notes on this one. There are like massive quotes from an Elder Holland conversation and different, I don't know, tie-ins. So more than we have time or probably any of you have the inclination to, to go through right now. But, um, but I can say that I do treasure it more deeply and that, um, and that the spirit is willing to teach when we, when we show forth even the smallest amount of effort, which initially for me was just opening the library app and hitting play to listen to it. So Great. Share one thing you learned from his treatise on the doctrine of Christ. Um, oh man, one thing. Honestly, it was kind of an expansion of an, of, of the, of the concepts taught in it. Like there was so much as I, listen and then I got into it and on the page it happens for me that way because when it's you know on paper that just resonates with me but it was almost like like it lifted off this two-dimensional page and became this three-dimensional image I was seeing of the doctrine of of Christ um the you know the multifaceted aspects of it and here he talks about um I mean, he gives a whole list of things that are included in the doctrine of Christ. And there's lots of invitations on how to, how to put different aspects of that into practice, repentance, prayer, um, study, 
all of those things. But one of the big <laughs> things that I ended up <laughs> studying was from one quote later in the talk where it says, in God's perfect plan, suffering with faith in Christ is linked to our becoming perfected in Christ. And and the aspect of um, of suffering is not one that immediately jumped out to me in Second Nephi thirty one. Um, it's kind of subtly woven, but and maybe the, maybe I saw it now because it was I don't know a message for me. But the role that suffering plays in our in our progression and in our covenant path, the vital role it plays is one of the things that I learned. Oh, very interesting. <laughs> Especially since we just talked all about joy in the last podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. They're, they're so, they're like complementary aspects too. Yeah. It mm -hmm. got deep. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. I am actually coming up on, I'm reading one chapter a day of the Book of Mormon. I'm coming up on Second Nephi 31 in three days. So I will... <laughs> Oh. I, I totally skipped over that line. I mean, I read it, but I didn't, <laughs> right. it did not sink into me the way it sank into you. So mm -hmm. I, I will now approach it with a little more intention. So thank you for that. Sure. Um, let's go to Burke. What was your fundamental doctrine? And I'm going to guess it wasn't the same thing, Burke. This time it wasn't obvious. <laughs> It wasn't exactly the same thing, but because talk is kind of about that, yes. But he brings up here that he likes to picture Nephi finishing up his writing, you know, stylus in hand. Mm -hmm. And he says, wherefore the things I have written sufficeth me, save it be a few words I must speak concerning the doctrine of Christ. And I never pictured it that way before. He's like, I'm all wrapped up. And then, oh, actually, oh, I got to say a few more things. And just that phrase, I must speak concerning the doctrine of Christ, just really stood out to me that all of those who know the doctrine of Christ, I think at one time or another, we feel this weight as well, where we must speak of it, whether it's mm. uh, talk at church or sharing with a friend or um, teaching lessons and all the various ways we teach lessons to kids or in our callings or whatever else, that I must speak concerning the doctrine of Christ. And I think that is kind of central to this entire learning about it is the fact that you also must share. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. That's, uh, I love the vivid imagery that conjures. And it reminds me a lot of Jacob who only a few chapters later is like, well, I don't really want to talk about this, but I really have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and maybe if you don't talk about it, you get swallowed by a whale. So <laughs> next we move on to Aaliyah. <laughs> Aaliyah, um, what was your fundamental doctrine? Yeah. I liked his statement, it is only in Christ we find truth and lasting fulfillment. Mm. Um, so in the context of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the things that Christ teaches, um, that is what brings us fulfillment. And that is the truth, capital T, truth. Um, I think our society likes to play with the idea that there's more than one truth and that everyone has their own but um, we know through the restored gospel that that's not necessarily the case and that there is a capital T truth out there um, taught by the Savior himself and that it is the only way to have real, genuine um, fulfillment and joy 
which kind of also goes along with the last talk that we covered. Um, and repentance is part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> yeah. Yet another session where the talks all really fit together. It's mm-hmm. it, it happens every time. It's amazing. Um, fulfillment is a really interesting word there, Leah. He, we're talking about the doctrine and then he talks about fulfillment. So can you read the rest of that paragraph to give some context to why he chose that word? Yes. Um, the paragraph, like starting at the top mm-hmm. above that if, sentence. If we trust the doctrine of Christ, starting there. Okay. If we trust the doctrine of Christ, we will set aside the shiny things of the world so that we can focus on the redeemer of the world. We will limit or eliminate time spent on social media, digital games, wasteful, excessive, or inappropriate entertainment, the allure of this world's treasures and vanities, and any other activities that give place to the false traditions and misguided philosophies of men. Okay. How does that fit in with the final statement that you read, where we find truth and lasting fulfillment through Christ? Um, All of those things that he mentioned can give us a... Um, it'll give us Satan's semblance of joy, but it's not actually. <laughs> um, but he, he will pretend like it is. Satan will pretend like it is. So if we want to find real fulfillment, then we have to turn away from all of those things. Um, you know, social media, games, entertainment of wrong types and all these things. And then that's and then if we turn to the gospel of Jesus Christ, then that's where we'll find what we're actually looking for deep down. Awesome. How has that played out in your life? Um, I think it's been fairly obvious to me uh, that when I spend time just kind of floating, just wasting, killing time, I don't feel very good. It's not mm. hard for me to notice. And when I do things that are more... Um, filling, then I can tell the difference that that makes. And so I tend to just stop doing the things that don't make me feel happy, (laughs) happy in like a, like a very, like a satisfied kind of way. And then I just keep doing the things that do make me feel that happy, satisfied way. Awesome. Yeah. It's, um, we, we talked about it just in the last podcast, just that paradox of those things seem like they bring joy, but really they make life worse. And, and if you do the opposite, then you actually do feel more fulfillment. So um, I had two things to add to that. So one is I had a discussion this week with someone who asked if I was excited to be released as bishop. So we're moving uh, soon and that means I'll be released. And I was coming up on my five years anyway. And, you know, they were talking about having a bunch more free time and and so forth. And um, my answer was definitely not. Uh, I mean, I feel like this is maybe not the right way to think about it. Maybe it's a selfish way, but being bishop fills my time without much effort on my part. And by that, I don't mean being bishop isn't hard, but I mean... um, there, there are constant opportunities presented to me directly in front of me to serve and help others mm-hmm. that I don't have to go seek out. <laughs> so that's what I mean by not much effort. So it fills my time with not a lot of um, effort seeking things out on my part with very fulfilling activities. 
and I really love it. It's actually one of the most, it, it is the most joyful calling I've had. I've really loved a few others as well, but, um, so it, in a way I'm not looking forward to the increased work that I will have after I'm released of trying to seek those things out on my own. It's just so easy, so easy to fall into not doing those things, right? Like, well, this Sunday afternoon, I'm going to take a nap and then just stare at nothing for two hours. You know, I, it's just so easy to do that. It takes effort to overcome that. So um, two different kinds of effort, the effort of of the calling versus the effort of, you know, not having the calling. But I, I like the effort of not having the calling less, if that makes sense. I don't know if any of that made sense. So hopefully someone somewhere <laughs> understood what I just said. Um, I understood you. Don't worry. <laughs> thank you. Um, you and Deanna were the two people most likely to understand that very convoluted way of, of <laughs> describing it. Um, then the other thing is, man, this paragraph really sort of convicted me um, because I feel like I'm really good at limiting all those things. I, I'm very good at sneaking them in when I'm walking around the house or on the treadmill or whatever else. But he didn't say just limit. He said limit or eliminate. And so I really felt like, oh, maybe there are some of those that I could not just limit, but fully eliminate. And I guess I'd already been trying to do that a little by listening to more um, gospel content, you know, because I, I love audiobooks. That's one thing I do while I'm driving or whatever. And that's a space I could fill with with things that are more spiritually enriching than, um, although one could argue that Cradle is spiritually enriching. In fact, my son <laughs> argues that every week in his missionary emails. So <laughs> this is true. Um, so anyway, that's out enough rambling. Tuesday, so indeed i well i'm gonna put a pause on that uh that impression until after tuesday then uh so anyways i apologize for rambling i felt like i just spoke for 10 minutes but those were the two feelings i had as i read that uh very powerful paragraph so mm-hmm. um let's go back i think i started with rivka so rivka let's move on to any other quotes that you wanted to really highlight here oh um, well, he asks the question that we were discussing before, how would intentionally trusting the doctrine of Christ change the way we live our lives? Which I think is a really important question. Um, and uh, he, he talks about some ways, but, um, maybe reading through that, but I think it would be a useful exercise to maybe even list some of the ways that, that trusting the doctrine of Christ is affecting the way that we live our lives. Um, yeah, and, let's do and it. to see and to see how you know how how that's going for us. <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you want to read what he wrote, or do you are you saying you want to talk more about it, just generally how it personally is impacting us? Um, yeah, more just how it's personally, I mean, because we can read through it. If we trust the doctrine of Christ, we'll trust Christ enough to live by his every word. Uh, we'll make a lifelong study of Jesus Christ. We'll study his promises and the conditions upon which those promises are given. Um, he says, we'll approach our heavenly father every day in humble secret prayer. Um, and then this, and then the, 
the paragraph you just talked about. And then he says, sincere repentance will become a joyful part of our lives, which is like a carryover from the last talk. And all those things are things we know, but I was even more just thinking that, you know, maybe an invitation for us or to anyone who's listening is to spend some time contemplating how our efforts in doing those things, our efforts in studying the gospel, our efforts in, in trying to repent and live the commandments and um, keep our covenants and our efforts to be more intentionally prayerful. How, how is doing that making a difference? Because if we're just, I think it could help us, avoid doing things just repetitively or out of habit if it's just an invitation to be mindful. Yeah. Sort of like the one you're working on to make those holy habits uh, a witness and not just a checklist. Yeah. Um, Perhaps Rivka, you can ponder your own answer to that question (laughs) out loud right now. Okay. (laughs) Joyful, (laughs) joyfully. Um, Well, I will tell you that um, one of the things, there's there's a lot to this <laughs> that I won't go into, but um, I had an experience during our tithing declaration in December with, um, with a, a, an impression that I received from the Spirit that is daily continuing to affect um, my relationship with Heavenly Father, and and promptings that I'm receiving, and my capacity to recognize miracles that He is that He is in the midst of doing, and so I, it's like we just went to tithing declaration, you know, at the end of the year to say we were full tithe payers, and it has astonished me this year how influential paying our tithing and then going to that declaration has been since December. So it's been almost six months. And I think about that every single day. So that's one that I wouldn't have thought, you know, would be a big deal really other than just like that feeling of like, yes, I'm paying my tithing, but I'm receiving blessings from going to that tithing declaration because we paid tithing that have nothing to do with what I would consider tithing blessings and has, has just threaded its way through my relationship with my father in heaven. Oh, I love that. (laughs) That's great. Thank you. Um, Can you restate your question one more time, just briefly in a succinct manner? And then I will ask Burke to ponder his answer to the question out loud as well. Okay. So the question Elder Schmutz asks is how would intentionally trusting the doctrine of Christ change the way we live our lives? And my question is how is intentionally trusting the doctrine of Christ affecting the life you're living. Okay. Tell me, Burke, what do you think about how it's affecting your life? This is one of those questions kind of like President Nelson asking, how would your life be if you didn't have the Book of Mormon? Where yeah. it's, it's pretty hard yeah. for me to say. Um, but, or it will also be hard for me to say without getting emotional. <laughs> Because I'm not, so our last talk we talked about was about feeling joy. And I had in the last couple of weeks been kind of mulling over how much joy can we really have in the next life if it's anything like this one at all, because I don't experience a lot of joy in my life. 
But at the same time, most of the joyful experiences I have or the moments in my life that matter to me the very most have been a direct result of my own personal adherence to learning and living the doctrine of Christ. It has given me the family that I have and the relationships that we have and so much of the growth in my life that I've experienced has come as direct answers to prayer when I wanted to know what I'm supposed to do and what direction I'm supposed to go in. Um, I mean, even, you know, the job that I do every single day, I never growing up wanted to be a doctor. Even when I got the impression I needed to go to medical school, I wasn't all that happy about it. So there's not anything in my life that matters to me that I can put my finger on that hasn't been a direct result of repentance and prayer and daily adherence to the doctrine of Christ. Awesome. Thank you, Burke, for that amazing testimony. I, I think it's a testament to um, who you are as a person that it's hard to imagine what it would be like without that. Um, and, and so thank you for sharing that. Aaliyah, did you have anything to add? How, how does intentionally trusting the doctrine of Christ change the way you live your life right now? Um, I think the only thing I would add is that all of the things that have been mentioned equate to an action. Um, so trust is, it's a verb, but a lot of times we don't think of it as doing something. It's almost more of a mindset. Um, but trusting the doctrine of Christ means that we act on it. So we exercise our faith. We repent daily. We are baptized and we reflect on those covenants. We experience the Holy Ghost. We endure to the end. And so doing those things impacts our lives. And it's because, just like Burke said, because I've been doing it for so long, it's kind of hard to imagine what it would be like if that was just like cut from my life. Um, but I, I love that it's in action. Those are all action things that we can do to be not just hearers only, but doers of the word. Indeed. A word very much closely related to trust is hope. Um, in my mind, in terms of a gospel terminology, just thinking that if we didn't trust the doctrine of Christ, we wouldn't have the hope needed to act on all those things, right? If we didn't have hope that mm -hmm. there would be some effect from everything, we wouldn't, we wouldn't do them. So, um, well, the specific way that I think I'm going to try to live my trust in the doctrine of Christ, he gives so many things here that Rivka sort of ran over quickly. And um, I encourage everyone to go ponder that list as Rivka did uh, and and pick something out. But I think um, for a while last year, I was working on prayer and he says, I invite you to make prayer a priority in your life, seeking each day to improve your communication with God. So I think I want to return to doing that. And then I'm going to ponder, um, not just limiting, but eliminating some of that wasteful, uh, time that he refers to. So those are my two invitations I'm taking away from this. Um, Aaliyah, we'll stick with you. Any other invitations that stood out here? Um, well, we kind of buried in that paragraph that we've been reading from, 
the there's a promise that's associated with that invitation of trusting the doctrine of Christ. So the promise uh-huh. is, as we study, we will be filled with greater love for the Lord. So I guess that was um, more specifically associated with the invitation to study his promises, um, which is in that massive paragraph. But <laughs> so that's the promise is that we'll be filled with greater love for the Lord as we study. And I, that goes back to the last talk. I can imagine that being filled with greater love for the Lord would sim- simultaneously fill you with joy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, Rivka, how about you? Any invitations here? Any any other invitations? You talked about an invitation already, but anything else you wanted to point out? Um, he says, I invite you to make prayer a priority in your life, seeking each day to improve your communication with God. And I really like that invitation. Later, he... Um, In the talk, where did I read that? Oh, he says, when we have built our houses on the foundation of a covenantal relationship with Christ, we're trusting the doctrine of Christ. And as we come unto him, we have his promise of eternal life. And I just thought as I was reading that later in the talk, this earlier quote came to mind. And I thought that part of building our covenant, covenantal relationship with God is through prayer. And so I think that's why that invitation is there. Hmm. Awesome. I did not think of it that way. I appreciate you bringing those two things together. Um, Burke, how about you? Any other invitations or promised blessings? Well, I'm just going to wrap up with what he says right here at the end. He says, I invite you to trust the doctrine of Christ and build your lives upon the rock of the Redeemer. He will never fail you. Thank you. That is what, what a good premise. He will never fail you. Uh, I feel like this is a great example of a talk that you cannot possibly get everything out of by just letting it wash over you during a Sunday or whatever Saturday afternoon session of conference. Yeah. Plus Um, if you want to feel like you really are an ungrateful servant, you just need to go read about Travis and Casey. Oh, we didn't even get to them. Holy cow. What a story. Uh, Yeah. Go. Yeah. Everyone should go read this talk because that was a (laughs) big part of it that we didn't even get to. So, um, and everything else in the talk is so dense and rich. You just you just have to read it over and over. So, all right. Well, speaking of reading, the next one we're going to discuss is The Work of the Temple and Family History, One and the Same Work by Elder Benjamin de Oyes. Aaliyah, did I say that right? Benjamin de Oyes. Oyos. 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 That sounds like eyes. Well, anyways, I don't know how to say it. That's what I got today, folks. Um, if, if you would like to get a hold of us and or send me hate mail about my pronunciations, Aliyah's going to tell you how to do that. You can send him your email at wordstheprophetspodcast at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram or Facebook. So thanks everyone for joining us today. And until next time, keep the faith. If we teach by the Spirit, and you listen by the Spirit, some one of us will touch on your circumstance, sending a personal prophetic epistle just to you.